the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's being careful out there with the traffic the way it is. And uh, let's go to prayer. Father God, we just uh, come today, we ask that you keep everyone safe that is out driving on the streets. Father, we ask that you heal everyone who is ill right now, who are suffering under any type of bondage. We know that you're the great physician. I, As you know, Father, I had a request before I came on the radio, a man who is struggling with, with bondage and is asking for complete deliverance. And we know that you are the deliverer. You are the deliverer. You are a God of restoration. We ask for complete restoration in this man's life. Father, we just uh, love you. We we just thank you for your forgiveness and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're on just a little bit early today. This is the transformative power of Christ. And I am Pastor John Allworth. And the reason we named that show that is because I experienced the transformative power of Christ. I experienced, uh, went from a life of bondage to a life of freedom. And since I gave my life to the Lord, he has restored everything in my life. He's restored my career. He's restored my marriage. He's restored my health. He has been so good to me. And I just have a, a burning desire to, to shout from the mountaintops that, that he can do that for you too. And um, I want to talk to you today about, I missed last week, by the way, I missed, uh, I had a flat tire on my way to the, to the station and uh, couldn't make it. And so we did a rerun and it was kind of interesting because, because we did a rerun there was a lady who uh, heard the, the second, it was the week before, he heard it the second time, and she came to our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And if I hadn't had a flat, she wouldn't have heard that message and wouldn't have come. We're a new church plant uh, that meets on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. And so we're, we're you know, uh, really seeking new members. We're a small church, and, and I think if you talk to her, uh, she would tell you that she felt loved and embraced when she came in yesterday because we we know everybody by name we know everybody's story we're we're new and we're we're just excited to be serving the Lord so it's at two forty West Eighteenth Street New Covenant Church Greater Heights I think you'll find a passion for Christ it's a non denominational Bible based Spirit filled recovery church you say I'm not in recovery but everybody's recovering from something I asked last night who 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 out in the audience has has gone through trials and tribulations has had to recover from something. And, of course, every person raised their hands, whether it be depression, the loss of a loved one, um, anger, you know, whatever, jealousy, envy. We're all recovering from some difficulty, and sometimes it's out, drugs and alcohol, but we all go through trials and tribulations. So today I want to talk about being healthy in body, mind, and spirit. I want to talk to us to consider how we can be joyful, happy, blessed, and live our lives according to God's will and fulfill his purpose in our lives. Do you know that God has a purpose for every single person out there. He's got a purpose for your life. 
And, you know, we make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. But God is so good that, you know, it's like the GPS. You know, if you've got a GPS in your car and you take a wrong turn, it'll say rerouting. Well, God will reroute you. You know, don't ever tell yourself, I'm not good enough. Uh, I've, I've, I've done too many bad things. I mean, my goodness, Moses was a murderer. The, the apostle Paul, who wrote a third of the New Testament, was uh, persecuted Christians, killed Christians, and God used him to take the, the message of the gospel of peace and love to the Gentiles and to write so much of the Bible, so, so many beautiful letters that Paul wrote. Uh, it's never too late. He can forgive you of whatever you've done, and he wants to use you. You know, I, I read, and I'm not going to read the whole, I read Psalm, the first book, book one, or the first chapter at church last night. I'm just going to read a little bit of it today on the radio because we're constrained for time. But uh, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. You know, when you, Jesus talked with the Samaritan woman at the well about the living waters, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. They'll all have eternal life. And when you start living for God, things change. Everything's so wonderful. Do you know the Hebrew word for blessed or blessed essentially means happy? When you translate the Hebrew word, it means happy, and it's all through the Old Testament. Another translation I've read is, see that the Lord is good, because that's what makes us happy. And the book of Psalms, just like most much of the Bible, talks about two ways, the way of life and the way of destruction. And we have choices in life. Now, I'm not talking about your salvation now. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ in your heart and, and you make him your Lord and Savior, you, you recognize that he came to earth and he, he died for our sins and that he rose again on the third day after being crucified to give us the promise of eternal life. Well, you're saved. I'm not talking about your salvation, but we make choices. And, and when we make bad choices, um, usually bad things happen. And when we make good choices, you know, we've all got... We've all got the Holy Spirit inside us encouraging us. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, encouraging us and telling us which way to make decisions. And we've all got the enemy on the other side who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's telling us to do this. Oh, he's either putting you down or he's telling you to do the wrong thing. Oh, it's okay. Nobody's going to know. We face those decisions on a daily basis. You know, Paul talks about in Romans chapter 1, people who turn their backs on God and instead of glorifying him, glorify worldly things. Jesus said in, in Matthew six twenty four, a man cannot serve two masters. He either loves God or he loves money. I want to talk to you today about being healthy in body, mind, and spirit and about how living for the Lord, how living for his purpose. Jesus said in Matthew seven thirteen, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You know, John, the disciple, Apostle John, wrote in First John chapter 2, Do not love the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. You know, we're just temporarily here. We're temporarily here. Our home, our eternal home is with him in heaven. And what our job is here is while we're here is to take as many people up there to heaven with him. That's really what we're here for. That's our purpose. And we can't do that unless we're healthy in body, mind, and spirit. You say, gosh, Pastor, uh, 
I have all these distractions around me. There's distractions everywhere. I'm in this world. What do you mean? I can't ignore this world. And, and like I said, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. When we make the right choices, when we live for him, I found in my life that everything's so much better. Everything is so much better. You know, I used to look at sin and, and God in, in, in a completely different way, kind of like the, the traffic cop that's behind the billboard with pointing the radar gun, just looking to catch you, just looking to do something like that. And I would have read a scripture like this completely differently before I came to the Lord and really had a relationship with him. In Numbers 32, chapter 20, chapter 32, verse 23, Moses is talking to some uh, rebellious people that came out of Egypt and who wanted to stop before they were in the promised land. Moses said, no, you've got to go on. And Moses said, but if you fail to do this, you will be sinning against the Lord, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Okay. Like I said, I used to read that as, as though God's just trying to catch me doing something wrong. But that's not true. What God's saying there is is that it's not going to go good for you. <laughs> is you know, you you're not if you make the Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. He says that because he wants you to have the abundant life. He wants you to have a better life, make better choices, be healthy in body, mind, and spirit. So let me give you some examples. My grandfather, who was an alcoholic, worked for Humble Oil, which became Exxon. And one day he decided, he was a clerk, he decided to give himself a raise <laughs> without anybody else knowing about it, not a supervisor or anybody else. And, and it worked for about a year. But finally, his sin would find him out, and he, and he got get caught up with him. He got fired. He never had a, the rest of his life. He never had that good a job again. You know, if, if you're watching pornography and uh, you're, or you're cheating on your wife, She's, she's going to find out. Your sin will find you out. You're going to pay a price. I'm not talking about your salvation necessarily, although that's not a good idea, but I'm talking about what your sin finding you out on this earth and bad things happening. The, the, your computer has things called cookies, <laughs> and you know, you, they're tracks about where you've been. If you're cheating on your taxes, you, know, you better be careful because the IRS, your sin's going to find you out. If you're cheating in business, anything. And that's, these are bad consequences. But if we live for Jesus and we do the right thing, then good things happen to us. It's really pretty simple. But, you know, we're, we're in an eternal war of our flesh against our spirit. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So let's talk about body, mind, and spirit. Okay, body is easy. First, it's not easy to do, but the, the concept is easy. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we got to take care of this temple. How can we be of any use to God? How can we fulfill our purpose if we don't take care of our temple, if we don't exercise, if we put in toxicants in it all the time and, and leave, have poor health, eat junk food? Okay, I don't do intoxicants anymore. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm, God delivered me from those. Praise the Lord! And uh, if some of y'all may know, I have Recovery Radio on Houston uh, on Wednesdays. Recovery Radio Houston. So, and that's my part of my ministry is is in helping people get sober, and I exercise. 
but I still got a problem with junk food. So I'm preaching to myself right now. I promise you, because I, I love chocolate and, and you know, I'm, I can pull up to McDonald's just like anybody else, but we've got to take care of our temples. So I'm preaching to myself. I'm going to try to do a better job of this. God's got a purpose for all of us. I'm not, you know, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but he's got one for me. He's got one for you. If you're hearing my words, we've got to take care of the temple. The Holy Spirit resides there. So that's, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, we're the, in fact, the Bible calls us God's ambassadors on earth, his co-workers. Wow. That's pretty cool. But we got to take care of our temple. He gave us this wonderful body, this self, self healing. You know, your body heals itself in most situations. I mean, it really does. And so we got to take care of the temple. Now, mind, that one's a little more challenging. Body, mind, and spirit. Okay, mind. Just as there are two ways in life that the Bible talks about, there are two voices in our minds. There's the voice of of the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And there's the voice of the enemy, and he wants you to make mistakes. He wants you to have trouble. He wants you to have problems. He's always telling you stuff like, you're no good. You can't get this done. You've messed up too bad. God can't use you. Those are lies from the pit of hell. The devil is a liar, and he's our enemy. And those voices are everywhere. And there's voices you know, all through our society. Do this, glorifying things that aren't good for us. We all see it. Turn your TV on. We all see it. It's on billboards everywhere. There's these voices. There's a battle in our minds for how we live our lives. There's a wonderful book. Many of you have probably read it by Joyce Meyer called The Battlefield of the, of the Mind. It's wonderful. But in our mind and how we think, we got, it's not just what we think. We've got to surround ourselves with good people, the right places, the right endeavors, you know, the right kind of goals. Lamentations 340 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. You know, we have to do that constantly. Even the Apostle Paul said, sometimes I do, in chapter 7 of Romans, said I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. I've been there. I think we all have. You know, uh, that's just our human condition. But our thoughts and what's going on in our mind is powerful, both good and evil, positive and negative. It's power in what we think and in what we say. The power, for example, in the words we speak to others. We can build people up. We can enrich their lives. Or we can tear them down. The tongue can be pretty sharp. Or we can speak God's love and God's truth to them. The gospel of peace and build them up, enrich them, encourage them in whatever they do. Be an encourager, not a discourager. Did you know also that that God has given us the ability to shape our own brains? There's there's a a advances in something called neuroscience that show that when we have positive thoughts, it affects our brains in a certain way. And that when we engage in spiritual activities, praying, reading the word of God, worshiping, doing praise and worship, that those things actually improve our brains in a positive way. It affects the way our neurons are shaped. They've proven this with scans now. And I'm going to give you a couple of books in a minute that, that you can read about this. But when we have negative thoughts, you know, you know, the Bible tells us, for example, that joy comes in the morning. Every morning we have new neurons. And those new neurons, hundreds, some people say thousands, but hundreds and hundreds of new neurons in our brain. And, and those new neurons are shaped by what we do, and, and particularly the part of the brain that has to do with empathy, caring for others, what the Bible tells us to do, are affected by the way we think. 
Scripture backs us up. The Bible's been ahead of science. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. We think we're man thinks we're so smart, but you know we're we're really not. The Bible tells us the Bible is true wisdom. First Corinthians three nineteen for the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. But listen to what the Bible says. Proverbs twenty three seven as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs fifteen four the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse spirit crushes the spirit. Proverbs sixteen twenty three: the hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent and their lips promote instruction. Proverbs sixteen twenty four: gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to their bones. John eight thirty one says, if you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Our power in our thoughts, in our tongue, and what we say in our words—they're so powerful. Instead of the lies of the enemy, we need to tell ourselves what God tells us. We need to tell ourselves things that are out of the Bible. We're the child of the Most High God, Romans 8.16. We're forgiven, Colossians 1.13. We're redeemed. We're new creations in Christ. We're justified, sanctified, saved by grace, delivered from the powers of darkness, and brought into the kingdom. More than a conqueror, Romans 8.37. Each of these has a, a scriptural Verse, I've got limited in time, so I'm giving some of them. We're the light of the world, Matthew 5.14. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4.13. Those are the kinds of things that we need to tell ourselves on a daily basis, not the lies of the enemy. And what we think in our mind, it's going to affect our lives in great ways. Even what Jesus said, you know, quoting Deuteronomy, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. When he uses the word mind here, the word mind means literally a thinking through, an understanding, an insight, a meditation, reflection, perception, the faculty of thought. It's deep. It's deep. When this faculty is renewed by the Holy Spirit, the whole mindset changes from the fearful negativism of the carnal mind to the vibrant, positive thinking of the spiritual mind. You want to read about these scientific changes? There's a book by a guy named Dr. Andrew Newberg entitled How God Changes Your Brain, Breakthrough Findings from a Neuroscientist. Switch on your brain. This is another book by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Switch on your brain, the key to peak happiness thinking and health. So these are, these are talking about neuroplasticity and the advances. I'm just so excited by this. Any kind of positive thing. If you play music, that's positive. It affects the brain in a positive way. If you do something negative, you criticize somebody, it's affecting your brain in a bad way. But spiritual activities, praising the Lord, those kinds of activities have the most benefit to the actual physical structure of your brain. So this isn't just, uh, this is important. You've got to get your body, mind, and spirit in a good place. If you really want to be happy, you really want to be joyful, you really want to live your peak life. By the way, I went. This is a message I gave, or at least part of the message I gave yesterday at church. Do a little plug. We're a new church plant. It's called New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're at two forty West Eighteenth Street in downtown Heights. We meet at six p.m. We had a lady come in that heard our show on the radio. You know, it's it's kind of hard walking in a new place. She was brave, but she was embraced. And if you come to our show, by the way, we're not having service on July fourth. Six p.m. on July fourth just didn't seem like the best time to have. Uh, a church service, but we'll be back every Sunday after that on July 11th at 2:40. I'll be plugging it in my shows. July 11th, I hope we get a good crowd. You know, we're we're pretty small. We have 
anywhere from 30 to 50 people, depending on the night. But we're growing slowly, and people are coming back when they come. And, um, you know, it's just a real positive. It's an encouraging. You're going to feel loved. You're going to, we want to show the, we want to be the light of the world, show you the love of God when you come into our building. We're not going to judge you. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. If you want to get some more information, you can email me at Pastor John, Pastor John, J-O-N, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.com. Dot org, Pastor John at N, it's na- like Nancy, C like church, C like church, NCC, org. And if you want, if you need, somebody needs help with recovery, um, you know, I'm affiliated, I'm on the board of directors of the Open Door Mission, I can get you free help to get sober. If you want to find out about our church, you can, you can email me at Pastor John, J-O-N, at nccgreaterheights.org. We'd love to meet you. I think you'd, you'll see that we're a church family. And, you know, we caught called in the middle of the city because Jesus, the Son of Man, came to seek and save the lost, Luke 19.10. And, you know, we just feel like um, we can make a difference in the city. We, we, can, we can help bring people into the kingdom. The time is short. So we talked about the war earlier. In Galatians 5.17, Apostle Paul writes, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict. So, but you know what? We've got weapons. We've got weapons to, to shut out the enemy. We've got weapons to, to, to fight this war. Second Corinthians 10, chapter 10, we read the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Now that's pretty cool. Divine power. You know that the same when, when you recognize it and you, you use it, the same power that rose Christ from the dead resides in you. That's why Paul writes this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So here we are again. Now we're talking about body, mind, and spirit. So in our mind, when we have these thoughts, because they're going to come, they come to all of us. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all live in this fallen world. We're all deluged with all these things that are that are negative or or sinful, and we all you know we all struggle with it. We just do, but we can take these thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ, as Christ said, "If you love me, you you, you will obey my commands, because He loves you." He loves you so much, and he wants you to have a happy, abundant life. So in Romans 8, 5, Paul says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the flesh, desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So we're talking about our spiritual health now and how our mind affects that. And Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that we now have that we've accepted Christ. We now have the mind of Christ. So you not only have that power, resurrection power inside you, if you make your thoughts obedient to Christ, you have the mind of Christ. Now you're not going to do it like he did it perfectly, but you've always got that. You've always got the ability to pray. Let's talk about, and this is something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but a lot of people have commented on it, and, and I'm going to go through it real quickly, how we live a godly life. Here's we're talking about our spiritual health, okay, body, mind, and spirit. Talked about our body being a temple. We talked about the battlefield of the mind and how you can make your mind more healthy, make those thoughts captive to Christ. Now let's talk about our spiritual life. 
So how do we live a godly life that demonstrates we have given our hearts to Jesus? Because Jesus doesn't want perfect people. He wants an intimate relationship with you. Because if he was looking for perfect people, he couldn't come to this world. That's just not who we are. But he wants an intimate relationship with you. So how do you get there? How do you give us the the anointing and the blessing to go out and help other people? Okay, so let me give you 10 points. You live a life of prayer. You know, Jesus himself so often withdrew. We read in Matthew and, and, and in Mark how he'd withdraw early in the morning and go pray when he needed to do something important. Of course, in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was crucified, he went off to pray. So a life of prayer, that's so important. And again, that changes your mind. That changes physically changes your brain. So a life of prayer, a life of faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own, own understanding. That's point two. You know, in Hebrews eleven six, we see that we read that it's impossible to please God without faith. So we pray, we have faith. Number three, meditation on the Word of God. You know, we need to all spend time with Him. I've got a pretty healthy commute every day, and but it gives me a ch- chance to to meditate and spend time with Him. Be still and know that He's God. Listen to those urges you can hear in your heart about how he wants you to live your life. Obedience. We've talked about it. If you love me, you will obey my commands. That's number four. Number five, invite the Holy Spirit into your life and depend on him to give you the answers at the crucial times. Number six, we have conviction when we make mistakes, not condemnation. That's the difference. The devil wants to keep you down and lie to you and tell you you're no good and keep you down in shame and guilt. But that's not what we have as Christians. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We get convicted when we make mistakes and, and, and you know, resolve not to do them again. As Jesus said to the, to the adulterous woman, she said, where are your accusers? They're gone. I don't, I don't condemn you either, but get up and sin no more. We're giving. That's point one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventh point, giving to God and to others by helping them. Giving, of course, your money, but giving your time so important there's so many ways you tune back in on wednesday and uh, recovery radio and i can tell you how you can you can help some other people in both uh, recovery ministries and prison ministries number eight forgiving other people jesus says if you want your father in heaven to forgive you you need to forgive others and jesus said when when peter asked him how many times should i forgive someone uh, seven times how many of us honestly have really forgiven somebody seven times but jesus said no Seven times 70. Forgiveness is so crucial. We've been forgiven for so much by the creator of the universe. Unity in church. Join a good Bible-based church and be in unity with your brothers and sisters in corporate worship. And then finally, point number 10, witness. Mark 16 tells us to preach the gospel to all creation. And, of course, the great commission in, in the book of Matthew says that we're to make disciples of all nations. That's so critical. We can witness to others. And then, you know, when we have problems, Jesus said we'd always have trials and tribulations on this earth. The book of James is it's a wonderful book. It's in James first, verses 2 through 3. Consider it all pure joy, or count it all joy, depending on the, on the version. My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience. Another translation says perseverance. You know, when we go through things, that's giving us a testimony. When we go through things, anyone can help others. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Trials and tribulations are a chance to deepen your walk and to have that testimony to go out and help other people. 
Things won't always be perfect, but we need to be healthy in body, mind, and spirit to do what God wants us to do. If you want to be part of a church that's trying to to do everything we can to advance the kingdom, then join us at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, Sunday nights in the Heights. We're not going to meet on July 4th, but we're going to meet on July 11th and every Sunday thereafter at 240 West 18th Street, New Covenant Church Greater Heights, Sunday nights in the Heights at 6 p.m. We're just so, we're on fire for the Lord, on fire for the Holy Spirit. We want to reach out into the community and we need your help. So come join us, New Covenant Church Greater Heights, 6 p.m., Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street on July 11th. I'd love to meet you. You'll feel be embraced and loved. You know what? We love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.